The child slept and dreamed of world gates. In her dream, she sat in front of one, right on the threshold, and watched the world shift and change. She liked the green ones, and the ones that were all seawash and blown spume, and the ones where it was always morning, with the sun just coming up, and birds, or things like birds, singing in the unchanging light. But the fire worlds were splendid, and the worlds of ice, though they made her shiver, and the worlds that were always night, with torrents of stars. They were always changing, never twice the same. A million worlds. Mother said it, and great-grandfather, and Vanyi, who ought to know, since they were Vanyi's worlds, or Vanyi's gates, at least. Kimeri did not know what a million was, except that it was very many. She dreamed of a million worlds, and of sitting as she would have liked to sit if there had not always been guardians to chase her away, not quite touching the gate and feeling all the other gates inside herself and the worlds inside of them, millions and millions and millions. She made a song of it, because songs were what she liked to make this cycle. And as she sat and watched and sang, one of the gates was gone. Like that. One moment there, like a bead on an endless string, the next moment nothing. Except. She would cry, she thought, when she woke up. But not until then. In her dream, there was no one to notice, no one to hold her and pet her and tell her there was no need to cry. She hugged her dream knees to her dream chest. The dead gate was hurting worse now. It had not hurt at first. It had been too different and too surprising. She had not known what it was until she felt how it crumbled and fell in on itself like the dry husk of an insect that she had found on a windowsill that great-grandfather had said was dead. Dead was gone, except for a smear of dust and a bit of a wing. Not gone, said a voice that was not a voice, not really. It came from inside, from the place where gates were. Not gone, not dead. I am. I am, I still. Help me! Kimeri tried to answer, but the voice, whoever owned it, could not hear her. Help me, it begged. The gate. I can't. Help me. I can't, said Kimeri aloud, because maybe that would make the voice hear. I'm too little. I can't do anything. Help me, the voice said. Help me. No matter if it was a dream, Kimeri hurt. The gates hurt because one of them was dead, and inside the dead gate was someone, a voice, a person who could only cry for help and could not hear when Kimeri answered. She was too little, and she was only dreaming. She could do nothing at all. She began to cry.
It was universal law, Vanyi thought. In time of crisis, everyone capable of contending with the disaster was either asleep, abroad, or overburdened. A gate was broken, a guardian lost, and the one guardian who could be spared to watch over the inmost of the nine gates in the mage hall of Starios was a silly chit of a boy with a horror of young children particularly young children who, he insisted, had appeared out of nowhere, sound asleep and weeping in it on the threshold of his gate. The master of mages in the empire of sun and lion, guardian of all the gates, priestess of Avarian, right hand of the emperor who sat the throne in Stadios, went in her own person to the hall of the ninth gate, and found the child as the boy had said, drawn into a knot almost within the gate.